All right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast International Series, and here with me I have... Hi, Sergio. It's Shannon. Um, so I'm a player from Northern Ireland. I play for Ballyhackamore Barbarians, and I also have been given the opportunity to play for Northern Ireland and GB. Oh, wow. Um, so you uh, have some experience in FOM, uh, FOM then? Yes, I do. Very limited <laughs> experience, but yes, a little bit. <laughs> so right before we get to know a little bit about yourself we'll get through some of the preliminaries out of the way so um what is your jersey number and why so my jersey number is number 11 and so it's mainly because i played a lot of hockey before i went into dodgeball and that was always my shirt number was either 10 or 11 and then whenever i started dodgeball number 10 was already taken by a player josh McElroy, and so i just went for 11 not a very interesting story but (laughs) there we go so you played hockey growing up? Yes, I did. Field hockey or ice? Field hockey. Much more, <laughs> okay. much more, much more popular here in Northern Ireland than ice hockey. Really? Definitely a lot more people play it here. Yeah, you'd play it a lot in school. Well, I, I figure you'd play it in school, but I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever spoken with someone who said that uh, field hockey is way more popular than ice. I think growing up, I would say it would be just because it's offered in school. Like I've never heard of ice hockey being offered in school, but then I never lived near an ice rink. So that might have just been my way of growing up. (laughs) So your jersey number was always 10 or 11, but you often defer to 11? Yeah. And uh, I heard you say a player's name, Josh uh, McElroy? McElroy, yeah. Is is he, uh, he he plays for the national team, right? Yeah, he's Northern Ireland. Um, I think he's man's captain. Oh, yeah. I heard that name thrown around a few times. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of curious to who he was. Yeah, good player, um, good player. <laughs> so uh, let's get into a little bit about your beginnings. So um, how did you get into dodgeball? Okay, so actually that was probably another player you've heard of, um, a guy called Aaron Murphy or Smurf. Smurf? So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> People <laughs> know him one name or the other. But yeah, I lived with him at university. He was one of my housemates, along with another dodgeballer, Matthew Bell. And at that time, I was still playing hockey, which is how I knew Smurf in the first place. But then I picked up an injury that sort of ended me playing hockey. And I was just looking for another sport. And to be honest, at the very start, I always thought that is mad. Like, how is dodgeball international sport? Which is probably similar to everyone's reaction to me when I say I play dodgeball. So I definitely had the stereotypical reaction back at the start. Uh, but yeah, he convinced me to come along and see, I think when Euros was in Belfast. Um, so I think that was 2015. It could be I want to say 20, uh, 2016 or 2015. Somewhere in around there, yeah. And yeah. so he convinced me to go and I volunteered to help at it just to see sort of what the crack was, like what's going on, what is dodgeball. And I met a girl, Ashleen Duffy, who also plays in the NI women's team. Um, so she was just starting out in dodgeball roughly around the same time that she was volunteering at it and she was telling me all about the opportunities for women in dodgeball and telling me all about women's training that had been set up and sort of talking me into it I guess and so then it sort of sort of went from there and here we are five or six years later and I'm still a part of it so they've definitely between the three of them they've got me hooked. So you you mentioned you picked up a gnarly injury in field hockey um would you care to share what that was? Like, was it yeah, an ACL tear or? Exactly an ACL tear. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I'm a bit of a disaster. 
Yeah, I mean those those kind of injuries aren't uh, aren't easy to walk away from. But uh, and well, from what it sounds like, you you seem like you recovered well enough to play. Well, I've managed to do it three times. Um, <laughs> so I tore it the first time, got it repaired, tore it a second time, got it repaired, and tore it a third time. And then now I'm sort of just going with it at this point. Not to work, not don't worry about it to anyone who's maybe had the operation and is listening to this and I'm putting a horror story in everyone's head. But yeah, I'm just a, I'm a disaster story. I'm like that 1% that does it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I'm not sure how well you guys follow uh, basketball over there. Um, the, mm-hmm. But there's a player um, that still currently playing. His name is Derek Rose. Mm-hmm. And um you could literally say the 2010s were like from the start of it was like the beginning of the best part of his career. And then throughout that, the 2010 decade, it seemed like it was worse because he had, Jesus Christ, he had two or three ACL tears, four or five ankle injuries, uh, lower back injuries. And he still, I mean, well, fairly recently just started producing like his younger self. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't for anyone listening um, who don't know who Derek Rose is, look him up. Uh, for anyone who's listening, obviously uh, Shannon is fine. Uh, with some determination and grit, you will overcome your your injuries. So I just wanted to throw that out there to kind of like, you know, not to call out a Shannon for being an anomaly, but it has been done before <laughs> where people can literally just overcome it. Obviously, it's not going to be an easy road, but, you know, keep your head up and you'll go through it. Yeah. You can find adjustments and everything, can't you? And figure out your uh, your determination will get you a bit further. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you were at the Belfast uh, Euros. Um, so arguably, that would say that would be your biggest event in the beginning, early on. Uh, yeah, what if what impression did that event uh, give you? I thought it was really cool. Back then, it was still three ball, and um, rather than the five ball dodgeball. And so, I just find it mad that this was such a big sport like to me at that stage dodgeball was still lucky and that you looked forward to playing in primary school in PE like that was about <laughs> all my experience of dodgeball was at that point so it was really cool and it was a really good atmosphere and everyone seemed really lovely and it was nice to see all the different nations were all talking to each other and it just seemed like a really nice sport <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna kind of put you on blast uh right now so do you like three ball or five ball better five ball um so I just about learned the rules to three ball and then it changed to five ball and I was like ah I've just learned the rules and I have to learn a new set but I remember at the beginning I wasn't particularly keen on five ball but I couldn't throw a ball the length of the court so um three ball was definitely (laughs) a bit easier for people who couldn't throw I think whereas in five ball you can't really hide from throwing um but no like I love five ball it's so much more I think it's just so much more exciting um, there's so much more to watch, so much going on. I think there's more tactics probably to it. I'm sure there's maybe people that would argue the opposite, but that's just my opinion, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd actually agree. Um, I always say when you have more balls on the court, you have more variables at work. So mm-hmm. if people have a difficult time finding the tactics in it, I would say, you know, slow it down and you'll you'll get it soon. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely more variables at play. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned field hockey. Did you have any other uh, sports background uh, growing up? And if any, like which sport do you think helped you with uh, dodgeball? So I 
kind of played anything growing up, like any sort of sport, but the only one that I would have been properly competitive and went to a club and training and all for would have been hockey. Um, I did athletics whenever I was at school, but I think most people sort of get put into athletics when they're at school, but there was nothing really other than hockey that I played. When I was really young, I played golf, but I gave it up for the hockey. Um, but I, I don't really know. I suppose just anything sort of sporty helps you with dodgeball, doesn't it? Like anything that's sort of very mobile, quick changing and decision making. So I guess hockey probably would have been, hand-eye coordination probably would have helped with hockey as well, coming across the dodgeball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like in, in doing all these like interviews, I feel like I've heard several different sports. Uh, the common factor being either lateral movement or hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Though I've never heard anyone mention golf. So that's, <laughs> that's something kind of new for me. Like, at least for me, like I can putt the ball accurately and I could drive it, but yeah, I'm not going to, you won't see me at any uh, golf uh, course anytime. So I'm, maybe it's just not me. Like it's a little too, uh, a little too laid back. Yeah. <laughs> like I if I want something, I want to be in the thick of it. Exactly. Yeah, I completely get that. I think that was similar to me, which is why I then chose hockey over the golf. But I guess it's good fun. I'll sort of try any sport I do enjoy, sort of any sort of sports, I guess. <laughs> so you were a sporty kid growing up. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. So uh, what, what was the first club you started playing for in dodgeball, or is it still your current club, uh, Bolly Hack, right? So my first club was actually Queens, uh, just at the university, the university team. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hannah mentioned that. Yeah, so Bolly Hackamore is sort of like a break-off group from Queens. So there was a lot of people all leaving at once, a lot of players. And instead of sort of going to another club, they decided they would set up a new club because um, dodgeball is still relatively small in Northern Ireland compared to maybe other countries. So they just decided to go and set up a new club. But obviously, that was a lot of my friends I started with. So then that's where I ended up going the year after. So how, how did you guys like come together um, like in your first couple seasons together? Because you guys are fairly new, right? You guys are like maybe three years old. Yeah, so our club is fairly new, but we've all been playing together for a good few years because we all played together at Queen's as well. So a lot of Pardon? Oh, no, I was going to say, like, how was your first season together as uh, Bali Hack after after Queen's? Like, did you find, like, the – like, what I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, was there any, like, adjustments you guys had to make on a competition level versus the university level? I don't – no, I don't think so. Um, so our university would play in the same league as Ballyhack plays in. So we just were sort of in the same league. And our team at Queen's, probably just over half of them moved one year and then the other half moved the second year. So my first season, I keep went across in the second year. So my first season, it was sort of just like playing my Queen's team again, just in a different kit. So it's very, very <laughs> similar. So it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot brand new for me just because whenever I moved across it was sort of like playing with my Queens players again (laughs) so it was not only just a rebrand but like you guys were facing the same competition anyway there wasn't any like separate separation between uni and uh I I guess we would say pro club no there wasn't okay (laughs) I guess I was trying to I was trying to ask it a certain way but I'm like you know I think that that was simpler (laughs) (laughs) um 
uh, Super League and there's Division One in Northern Ireland. So there's just the two leagues. Um, so we were in the Super League at Queens, and then we were in the Super League with Ballyhackamore. And where are you guys at? Well, I mean, I guess it would be kind of hard to speak on it because you guys haven't played. Uh, but where are you guys at currently? So I'm not entirely sure because I think so. Our A team is in the Super League and our B team was in Division One, but our B team won Division One uh, the last season. So we don't, I'm personally not entirely sure what happens, whether they'll be promoted or I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Yeah. So it'll either be one team Super League, one team Division One, or two teams Super League. I'm not sure how it's working yet. Yeah, hopefully we'll get answers soon. Um, but, but you guys, you guys have been, uh, you guys are closer to playing again. Yes, we are. Um, Northern Ireland's a bit undependable in the weather for this outdoor carry on. Um, so we do try to play outdoors because that's what the uh, restrictions are allowing us at the moment. But in a couple of weeks' time, fingers crossed. We should be allowed indoors again, which will be wonderful because <laughs> I actually can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to um, maybe doing a, a recap of maybe one of the first tournaments out there. So I'm personally looking forward to it myself. And is in, in uh, America, are you able to play again or? I'm sorry, what was that? Are you able to play indoors or anything again? Or what's the story with mm. you guys? Well, different states have like different protocol so it's kind of like spotty i know um in pennsylvania uh they allowed some indoor stuff mm -hmm. um i don't know like other states that have really but a lot of other states i know are doing outdoor oh. if at all um but from what it, it's looking like and i don't want to jinx it or anything mm -hmm. we might be able to play sometime in july or august but that's still not even official like we haven't gotten any real word from you know usa dodgeball or anything but uh -huh. that's pretty much the if i'm reading the tea leaves that's what i'm gathering mm -hmm. well fingers crossed sooner rather than later <laughs> right I'm, I'm ready to just you know go ham on the court man uh-huh i think we all are we're all missing it <laughs> so um you mentioned it kind of earlier but i wanted to touch on it uh you experienced foam a little bit uh what did you think of the foam ball and the rules um i definitely prefer claw as controversial as that is no it was <laughs> good i think i think i went from being very comfortable in claw i knew what i'm doing in different situations i knew what the goal is to all of a sudden foam and i didn't have a clue what was going on um it's very different the ball speed is very different as well and the fact that you just can't predict where it's going to go well, maybe it's just me, but I can't predict where the ball's going to go. Like, it moves <laughs> too much in the air compared to a cloth ball. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the rules I definitely preferred in foam. But, no, I think my heart still lies with cloth, though. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, I would, I would always say your heart belongs to what you started with. Yeah. With the exception of a few who a few players who might, you know, differentiate from that, but. It's fair to fair to assume that your heart would have belonged with whatever you started with. Um, mm -hmm. But you said it's very hard to predict where it's going to go. Like, like, like when you threw it, did you just realize like you had no idea where it was going to go after you threw it? Or well, I meant more if someone was throwing the ball at me, but that was probably true as well. Like <laughs> <laughs> towards whenever we come up to the tournament, I did have more of an idea, but there was definitely a good few slamming into the floor whenever I started trying to learn how to throw a foam ball. It's very different from a cloth ball. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I can send you some like videos on like how to throw it, but it, it's all in the flick of the wrist and the balance of your core. That's mm-hmm. how I feel like you'll get the most out of it. Because yeah. unless the ball is super light, you, you could pretty much throw it. There, there is some weight to it. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. Kind of got there towards the end, but at the start, it was a very frustrating journey trying to learn how to throw it. <laughs> Can you curve it at least? Um, probably not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't know how much of it's like predictable, but I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a good wee while since I've thrown a foam ball as well. So anything that I've learned has probably gone out the window. So we could be starting from square one again. Oh, that'll be an interesting uh, journey for you to go all over again. Fuck yeah, sure. It's all about it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you have any role models growing up? So was this question about inside or outside dodgeball? Well, first I'm going to ask you outside of dodgeball and the second one will be inside. So, but you can answer it in any order you like. That's grand. Yeah. So outside of dodgeball is probably similar to, I think some of the answers I've already heard, but it would definitely have been my family growing up. So I have my parents and my brother. And so everything that I do, I would always look up to them anytime I need advice, anything that I'm worried about or confused about, like I would always go to them first. Um, and it, they always encourage me to do my best like they never hold me back they always give me like the the courage to go for whatever I want and I know they're like my number one supporters so they're they would definitely be my role model no question um, and then my inside dodgeball one I really struggled to come up with and um, this <laughs> I remember whenever I started so I'd only started a few months and then I was fortunate enough to go to the world cup in Manchester and I just remember being in complete awe of everybody because everybody was so good. <laughs> but I didn't really know anyone's names back then because I was still very new to the sport. So I think pretty much anybody at the Manchester World Cup was my role model. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally everybody. I was just watching the whole weekend in complete awe and a complete buzz running around watching as much as I could, just trying to see all these different players who were just so good. So pretty much everyone at the World Cup there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably be main one. I mean, yeah, I would have to say that World Cup kind of opened up a lot for me as far as like players over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I, I look at that event and I'm just thinking like, if that event had not happened, I don't know how many people I I would know now over there Mm -hmm. it was really an eye-opening event and the first time i actually enjoyed watching cloth because i didn't like the three ball so Uh i'm on the same boat with you good job (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah because i had to learn all that's whenever five ball was sort of introduced wasn't it so we were all trying to learn the rules of what this five ball new game was (laughs) but no it was definitely a very good tournament um i I hope to go there one day (laughs) At this point, like anything in the UK, I just love to go. Yep, on ahead whenever COVID allows us anyway. But yep, you're more than welcome. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so I want to ask you, um, describe your play style. And then we're, we're going to stick with cloth because obviously you don't have too much foam experience. So are you more offensive, defensive, adaptive, more catcher, more thrower, you know? 
so, so I'm really bad at trying to figure out and assess myself so I, whenever I read this I had to ask some of my uh, teammates about what sort of playstyle I have um, but they sort of described it as an all-rounder which sort of makes sense because I do play in quite a few different teams so I'd play on my club's men's team because girls can play in the men's team in Northern Ireland um, and then I play ladies and then I also play an NI mixed team so I suppose in all them different teams I play a different role so in like the men's team I might be more covering defensive try and keep the men in sort of thing um, whereas in the ladies I might be more attack sort of trying to make hits things like that so I suppose it varies quite a lot between the different teams and then even within the women's team, I think I have played every position, even within the same tournament before, um, just because I just got moved about <laughs> so much. So I think, yeah, I, I don't think I have a specific play style. I think it depends on what team I'm playing for, who we're playing against, sort of all the other external factors as to what way I play. <laughs> um, I mean, you might not think so, but that's, all, that's also a play style. It's very adaptive. You pretty much fit the team need any which way you can. Um, yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> well, I try to anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, I would say if you're able to fill as many roles as possible and do them all effectively, then by all means, that in itself is a play style. Uh-huh. You know, it's almost like um, I'm going gonna, gonna to sound kind of nerdy saying it, but it's kind of like what Bruce Lee said, be like water. It <laughs> can take the shape of the cup or it can take, you know, or it can, you know, crash mountains, be water. So <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, so I, I always say the most dangerous players are those that can adapt to anything because you have to you have to constantly respect the fact that they can produce in multiple variables. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't knock yourself too much. I mean, if you can do that, you'll be <laughs> you'll be um, you'll be on your way for sure. <laughs> okay, so, I like been able to change and do different things but whenever I started I was definitely a catcher I could not throw the ball the length of the court for about the first year that I played it took me longer than I care to admit to learn how to throw a ball <laughs> so thankfully we've moved on from that <laughs> I can from one end to the other now <laughs> um, so that was the biggest like adjustment you had to make while playing uh, when you started playing yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, definitely. Because um, Smurf, I was saying about just whenever I started, he basically, in friendly terms, bullied me until I learned how to move out of the way or catch it. Um, even <laughs> friendly terms? Yeah. As it, well, <laughs> yeah. We'll go with friendly terms. But no, even I still remember sitting in our living room and he was throwing a ball across the room at me because <laughs> we moved all the brick all stuff out of the room and sitting in the living room, sitting on two sofas. He was like, right, you need to learn how to catch and kept throwing a ball at me. So, <laughs> yeah, lived in a house of four dodgeballers out of five of us. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of things just thrown at each other a lot. <laughs> so, okay, outside of Smurf, I can't believe I just called him that, but I know who he is. Um, <laughs> you said, what other dodgeballers did you live with for um, this to so, be the environment? So there was a guy, Matthew Bell, as well. Um, so he doesn't play Northern Ireland, but he plays for my club. So he plays for Ballyhackmore and he also played for Queens whenever I was there. And there's now a girl, Sarah McCluskey as well. She plays in the NI women's team. And she also plays for Ballyhackmore. And so, oh, it was just the three of us. Sorry, <laughs> I miscounted. No. I'm like, wait, there's five? <laughs> there's five of us. So there's three out of five of us were dodgeballers. 
I can imagine it because back when I could, I always had like my nieces and my nephews here and they're like between 10 and seven. Mm-hmm. And um, I got them throwing foam. So their parents don't like me too much because that's all they do. And now <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine a, a house full of full grown adults <laughs> throwing dodgeballs at each other. Yep. And um, yeah, it's you're going to learn one way, either get out of the way or catch. And if exactly. a headshot, it's bound to happen at that point. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely picked up too many of them along the way. <laughs> <laughs> he does not take it easy on you then. No, can't say it does, but sure. It's all a learning curve. Yeah, that's what we call a friendly fire here in the States. Yep. <laughs> You'll learn one way or another. <laughs> didn't learn to get out of the way though <laughs> that's good <laughs> i'm sure your teammates appreciate that when you, you stay alive <laughs> on the court yeah all right um do you have a pre-game ritual before a tournament i don't really have a pre-game ritual um i was trying to I was t- talking to a friend about this today and i was saying i think the only thing i consistently do before a tournament is make sure i have a banana which i don't think that's really a pre-game ritual um i listen to music probably similar to everybody else but it's more like happy music as opposed to get pumped up hardcore type music and i think that's <laughs> because i get quite nervous before games so i think it's just to get rid of like the nerves and the pre-game jitters <laughs> not really no well i mean it's fair to have a but i mean there's a reason why having a banana um is helpful before a tournament because you don't want to like cramp up at the wrong time so it's actually really smart um but but you kind of like touched on my next question what kind of music do you listen to like what artists what songs get you before a game because you said you like to listen to happy music right you're not really into the pop-up kind of stuff not really no i think it's because I think if I get too pumped up, I play rubbish. Um, <laughs> if I'm annoyed or angry on court, I will be absolutely rubbish. And I know that. Um, I only I seem to play best when I'm having fun and I'm happy and I'm enjoying myself. I know it doesn't look like it on court, but I promise I am. Which I know <laughs> touched on in her interview. <laughs> but no, like I've, I've seen myself listening to like Disney remixes before I've gone on court. Oh and just happy, bouncy sort of thing. So definitely different from a lot of people. <laughs> So you say like Disney music? Yeah, like anything sort of happy. I'm, I'm like I'm literally mind blanking on like artists right now. But anything that's sort of happy, upbeat. Um, yeah, I'm kind of mind blanking on artists right now. Though. No, that's fair. Um, because all right, so I'm gonna touch on something. Kind of going a little bit of a sidebar. So yeah. the fact that you mentioned Disney music, um, <clears throat> kind of brings up a friend of mine. His name is Andrew Ketchum. Mm-hmm. And he lives in Arizona, so it's about a, a hour flight from California. Mm-hmm. And he's known for being like, I'm just going to say it, he's a deadly dodgeball player. Uh-huh. Could play any ball type, can throw from one end of the gym to the other. Um, awesome. He's just a killer on court. And when you think about him, like, you kind of think, okay, this guy might listen to Metallica, Pantera, Lacuna Coil. You know, he might listen to dropkick murphy's anything uh-huh. <laughs> but what gets him going is disney music yes Man, so just <laughs> so just imagine you have this killer on the court who 
on any given no- moment can just go ham on an entire team by himself. And he got pumped up listening to Lion King or Aladdin or Hercules or, you know, just like, I really? Love <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, but so is this is this just kind of weird? But like when you mentioned that, I'm like thinking, catch him. <laughs> <laughs> the car, the Disney music. Right. Of all the things, the right? Car. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a secret right there. That's a secret. If you want to be one of the best phone <laughs> players on the planet, Disney music. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we're gonna get into the crowdsource questions in a bit. And okay. I looked over a few of these and they're <laughs> kind of funny to, right off the bat. So uh, Hannah Catterall. God, I love her for this question because now it's going to be a staple. The same old question. Who's your favorite person ever and why is it me? Oh, Hannah knows the score, doesn't she? I absolutely love <laughs> Hannah. Um, and I'm going to say she's definitely one of my favorite people. Also because she's promised me a massive hug after COVID goes away and I'm really scared she won't give me it anymore if I say she's not one of my favorite people. So <laughs> 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 she's definitely one of them. <laughs> and I saw Amy Webb commenting on it as well and she's definitely one of my favorite people as well just the two of them they're just so happy all the time and oh, I love them both they're so great um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right so I want to ask um uh do you remember the first time you met Hannah oh my goodness I don't think I don't actually know um it would have been <laughs> relatively recently because obviously I didn't know her when she played over in England so it would have been whenever she moved back for Northern Ireland. But it just feels like I've known Hannah forever, <laughs> <laughs> which is very strange. It's probably only been a few years. But I don't actually remember the first time I met her now. Um, I don't actually. <laughs> well, I got a funny story I'll share with you uh, once we're done with this about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like you've known her forever. Yeah, she probably bounced up and said hello because she's so happy all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's truly a positive light in the oh, in the sport, and it's just always funny how she just asks the same questions. Like, yes, you're our favorite person, Hannah. <laughs> you are our favorite Han. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. I feel like I should say Adam's one of my favorite people as well, like my boyfriend Adam Hill, because <laughs> like I was sitting looking, I was like, I maybe should say his name at some point in the podcast as well not completely neglect him he plays for northern ireland as well what club does he play for he plays for valley hackamore as well oh nice we're pretty much like a big family over there we literally are yeah all of because i think george is so small in northern ireland and we're literally one big happy family like it's so it's so cheesy and so corny to say and i'm cringing oh, even it, saying it oh, but like no everyone's so friendly and everyone knows each other and it's just lovely no, it's fair. I feel like I think I only know maybe three or four clubs. Like I know Kapow, I know Black Widows, I know Ballyhack, uh-huh. and want to say Dublin. Yep. Yeah, so, I don't know if there's any other clubs that pop to mind when I think of dodgeball yeah. out there. <laughs> they, Ballway, Crossfire, and Queens. Oh, Crossfire, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's not very many of us, which is. in some ways I do wish it was a lot bigger but in some ways I love the fact everyone knows each other because we're quite small so we're like a wee family so it's lovely (laughs) you think uh that'll pick up once uh COVID is over with like the number of clubs um I hope so um 
but I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. But it would be lovely to see some new clubs pop up. That's fair. Um, so I wanted to touch on the comments. Amy Webb, that's what I was going to ask. Hannah mm-hmm. Catterall, we all know Shannon loves us both more than anyone. I do. I love them both. They're both great. <laughs> and uh, this is what I call the curveball question because she got me with this one. Hannah Catterall, obviously, what are you most grateful for? So I've kind of looked at this both um, inside and outside of sport, I guess. Um, so I'm, yeah, really go for grateful, it. I'm really grateful for just finding dodgeball, I guess. Um, I was a very, like I've said already in this podcast, I love sport. I'm like, I'm very sports oriented person. Um, and whenever I tore my ACL the second time and was like, well, I can't play hockey anymore. I was a bit lost. I was sort of like, what am I going to do now? Hockey was sort of eat, sleep and breathe at that stage. Um, and then whenever I couldn't play sport, whenever I was on like rehab after surgery and things, I felt like an entirely different person whenever I didn't get to play. So I felt really, really grateful when I found dodgeball and really grateful to Ashley and Smurfall, Matthew, them ones for getting me involved in it. And I'm also really grateful for the people in dodgeball. Um, like I love how friendly the community is. Um, I love the family within Northern Ireland. I love whenever I get to go over to England or international tournaments and you get to meet everybody. And it has to be like one of the only sports I've seen where you can just walk up to your opposition and sit down and have a chat with them and it's completely normal. Um, so I absolutely love it. Uh, whereas I suppose with hockey, you would sort of stick with your own team. You wouldn't really go and talk to the opposition as much. You would go to your match. You would go home again. And um, so I love that about dodgeball. The fact that it's just so like cross clubs, like everyone's just so friendly. And then outside of dodgeball, I'm really grateful for my family, which I've already touched on, and also my friends. Um, and I think that was one thing I noticed with COVID. Um, it sort of forced us all to slow down a lot. Um, whereas before, I think I lived my life at a million mile an hour. And if it wasn't going that fast, I wasn't happy. <laughs> so whereas COVID like made me slow down and it made me, I was fortunate enough that I got to move home and live with my family um, during COVID. And whenever the lockdowns were happening and it made me really grateful to actually have that chance to spend time with them whenever I whenever you were physically everything else was taken away I was really happy that I got that time to spend with my family so I was really grateful for that too so that's actually really good um so I wanted to ask now that you kind of brought that up um you said you were living like a million miles in like a minute like what did you mean like were you just constantly at a, at a pace of like working out going to school dodgeball like did you are you saying like you never had any like days off for for yourself or what did you mean by that yeah pretty much um I don't I don't really like having free time I guess um I've definitely changed (laughs) COVID's made me very appreciative of my free time now but I always would have found something to fill the free time whether that was uni whether that was a part-time job whether it was sport whether it was meeting up with people like I always had something on I didn't like sitting doing nothing and um, so that's sort of what I mean as in everything was go 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 like you'd be running from one appointment to the next sort of that sort of way no I get you um that, that may I just want to elaborate more on that um it's all right no because it's just I, I kind of feel the same way though I'm like I don't know about you but I'm ready for the million mile pace mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I want my training to mean something yeah so um next question from vicky barclay 
mm-hmm. you could play for an England-based team, who would it be? Bonus points if it's for Wessex Wolves. <laughs> um, I'd love to play along with Vicky. Like she is so sassy on court. Like she's just so good. And so I'd love to play alongside her. Um, but no, this is actually a conversation that Adam and I have chatted about before because we were talking about whether we would ever go to England for a few years and just to work over there. Or if we did, then what clubs would we be playing for? At the moment, it was all very hypothetical, but we just, just decided to have a conversation about it one day. And there's two teams I would absolutely love the chance to play for or even just to train with. And the first one is London Storm. Um, not to <laughs> not to spoil my answer for the next question, but um, I just think they're such a phenomenal club. Like the talent within that club is mad. Like they're all so amazing. Even like both within the men's and the women's team, they have such strong players. And I just think you would improve so much if you got the opportunity to play with them week in week out and train against them. And they're also all so lovely. Like anyone that I've met and spoke to from London Storm are just really, really genuinely nice people. And then the second club is Manchester Bees. Um, I can never get my head around whenever I see like a Manchester Bees team sheet. Like they always seem to have maybe seven, eight teams. <laughs> I'm sort of like <laughs> you have more people in your club than we nearly do in Northern Ireland. Like it's not. <laughs> um, but like they seem just such a nice club. Like again, similar to Storm, such a good talent pool. There's so many phenomenal dodgeballers that play for them but I love the fact they do so much work for their community they do so much social um side of things and they just seem like a really lovely well-rung club um so yeah that's definitely the two clubs I would love the opportunity to play for or train with and um I'm sorry you kind of uh who you said you had this conversation with who I'm sorry you kind of I kind of blanked there Adam my boyfriend Oh, Adam. And um, did you both come up with the same answer or was it just you, or are these your answers? No, we both did, but these are my answers as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but he was similar, yeah. I think he'd love to go to Manchester because he supports Manchester United, so he'd be loving life going to games every week. So that was not a perk to the Manchester Bees one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, definitely two gonna... clubs I'd love to play for. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, assuming that the world opens up and if I do have a job opportunity out there, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore those two teams mm-hmm. if, if I were to move out there. What team would you like to play for? Do you uh, have a preference? I mean, I, it, like I said, well, <laughs> kind of going into another sidebar. So um, prior to COVID, I did sound engineering for like mm-hmm. concert venues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. so um pretty much anywhere uh anywhere like my job would take me would be like like either small concert halls or big arenas mm-hmm. you'll think like o2 arena or old trafford or just yeah. anything where like musicians have performed like i would probably if i were to go it'd be anywhere with like a big stadium uh-huh. Or even like a small concert hall. And um, if there's a dodgeball club nearby, I'll probably go there. But I would say right now, um, I probably would say if I'm in Scotland, Granite City Gorillas. Oh, yeah, they're um, great. They're so I great. To, I got to play with them. And um, I love I love the whole crew. And I haven't met the whole crew. Like, I literally only met 12. And there's like <laughs> 40 people on the team. So, uh-huh. <laughs> 
And it was kind of funny. Like every team pick I, I took with them, I'm the shortest guy on the team and I'm five ten. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute. This is some, <laughs> something's not right here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of why that happens too often. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, not, not going to say like I'm super tall, but to be like the shortest person on my team, it's just never really happening. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I love the culture that they have. Uh, so if I do have, end up getting a job in Aberdeen or whatever, it'd probably be them. Uh, Carmarthen Wizards. I love Amy. I love Elisa. Yeah, I love the whole good. lot of them. And I, I, I jokingly call them like the Welsh version of Granite City because they seemingly oh. have the same vibe. Oh, lovely. <laughs> no, um, um, me and Elisa are both lovely. Really, really nice girls. Uh, what, where else? Where else? Where's... Uh, I probably would pick Kapow if I'm up there. Uh, In Northern Ireland? Yeah. Not going to say that doesn't sting, you know? I mean, I, it, like I said. Hag, no? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, I would pick Ballyhack, but like I said, it depends on like if there's like a concert hall or something I could work in near there. And I know there's one near uh, where Bal- uh, Kapow plays. I'm not too sure like the geographical scope as far as that goes up there, you know? Uh-huh. So, but I would definitely, whichever team has me, like you guys are so small. I could probably play one here, one there. It doesn't matter. Like at this point, I'm just trying to collect kits. This is my, this is my ultimate job with this podcast to collect uh-huh. kits. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so any, any team that will have me out there, I'm definitely down. Anytime uh-huh. Hannah takes a picture out there of, of Ireland, Northern Ireland, it just looks majestic. I'm not going to lie. Like just throw me anywhere outside. <laughs> and, I, and i'll be fine um england like i said that's way vast so it depends on like where where i land and which club is geographically closer but i would probably would pick london storm because i actually do have a friend who used to live here uh uh-huh. from la that lives there oh okay so that'd be good um, know someone before you come <laughs> but anyways just like literally anything <laughs> any yeah. any any opportunity close to where I'd be working, I probably would would be. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh-huh. any dodgeball anywhere, I think any of us would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. So enough about me, because you made it that much. Um, next question, Amy Webb. Favorite match you ever played against? Who was it? Or favorite match you ever played? Who was it against? Who played? And best. Okay, so she went very detailed. So let's kind of break it down in sections. Who's your favorite match you've ever played? So I'm very competitive. So the fact that I've picked a match that we lost absolutely astounds me. But my favorite match that I've ever played was a semi-final at the British Open. It was just before COVID and all happened, but it was for Ballyhack and War Barbarians and it was against London Storm. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was saying earlier about not wanting to rein in the answer for this question. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh my goodness. Um, I also probably have rose-tinted glasses as well because it was like the last big, big match that I played before COVID has hit. But yeah. it was just, oh, it was just such a great game. Um, I think both sides were so pumped up, so ready for it. And ev- just everyone played really, really well, like both sides. And it was a close game and it was just amazing. And I think there was quite a few people watching it as well, which just made the atmosphere amazing as well. And Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. My absolute standout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So, so you already mentioned it was a loss against London Storm. Yeah. And a loss, but but the match was great. <laughs> right. So maybe she maybe she knew this answer or maybe she wants it a different answer. So who you played with and best moment. So can you call recall a best moment from that unfortunate loss? Not particularly. Um, like no specific moment really stands out. Like I think I made a couple of catches or made a couple of crucial hits, but I don't remember specifically who was involved or anything like that. Um, I just felt like I was really happy with how I played. Like I felt like I didn't let my team down. Like I was quite proud of how I did and sort of, because it was a high pressure game, obviously, with it being the semi-final. And our captain, Josh, had just broke his finger as well, like the match before. So we were oh. sort of the player down as well. So <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't think there was any specific standout moment. No, just the full 30 minutes. I was buzzing. It was great. It definitely was a pretty fun match to watch. I can say that personally. Um, It was a lot of fun to play in too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So next one, next question from Elisa Storch. And she asked a few, um, who'd be on your dream team? So I did it similar to Alyssa and did a female and a male dream team. I don't know whether that was right or not, but we went with it. Hey, go for it. Go for it. That's fair. (laughs) So I'll go with the female first. Um, so the first player I picked was Amanda King. Um, she used to play for Scotland, I think. She plays for Bees now. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but no, she is a really, really good player. Plays on GB as well. Absolute massive all-rounder. It was so good at foam and cloth, like any ball, any ball type. She was sort of, she was so good. Um, massive all-rounder, cannot hit her. Like she is so good at dodging as well. Um, second one was Sarah Tyne plays for Bedford Eagles and also the England team really again a really really good all-rounder um makes crucial catches really good at dodging just really really good player and then uh the woman herself Alyssa Storch was on my dream team as well (laughs) um just oh my goodness I think I've hit her lying on the ground before with a ball and she still managed to catch it I genuinely think anytime I throw at her she's caught me <laughs> which is <very laughs> frustrating on the opposite side of the court and also her matrix dodge is second to none um it's mad her dodging is phenomenal um then I picked Nicole Kremser who plays for Austria um, I genuinely think I could have picked any of the Austrian girls. Like, I just think they're so good, all of them. They're all so good at everything, dodging, catching, running, everything. Um, I picked Beth Dix, who plays for England. Um, for her speed, her counter is just second to none. Like, you've just you've just released a ball, and all of a sudden, she's about right up on top of you, like, within no time at doesn't all. She, doesn't she play netball now? She does, Yeah. Yeah um so yeah she but she was just she's absolutely one to watch like she was just so fast and her counter was just phenomenal and she made such good last person catches as well from memory and then my final one is Susie Vickers who plays for Manchester Bees and um, <laughs> she has to be the happiest dodgeballer I have ever seen she's so happy she's so smiley everything's so positive and like she's just so much fun to be around and to play with 
um, just because she's so positive and she's also a really, really good player. Uh, so yeah, that was all my ladies team. So. <laughs> and you yeah. say you made a list for the men's? Yes, I have. Um, so I went for Max Mates uh, from Austria. Um, all-rounder, really, really good. Um, I think I played against him in the mixed fi- final, I think it was, for NI. And it was just such a good game, but he's impossible to hit. And he's got such a good arm and he's such a useful player. I think he throws from the middle. And like you just have no idea where it's going um, until you're all of a sudden you're hit and you're out which is obviously a little bit too late to figure out where it's going. But mm-hmm. really, really, really good player. Uh, Johnny Day um, plays for London Storm, I think. Right. Uh, really, really good arm. Uh, really good dodger. Uh, went for Alex Harson. He plays for England. Um, all-rounder, you've probably heard his name before on this podcast with this question. Uh, really good player. Uh, Ryan Neely as well. Plays for England. For the same reason, very, very good player. Um, Steve Ndumbe, absolute cannon of an arm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, that ball, anytime he threw at me and I heard it hit the wall behind me, the fear that went through my heart was mad. <laughs> cannon of an arm. My goodness. Um, and then my final one was Smurf. <laughs> I have mentioned <laughs> many times in this podcast. Just very good player, very good all-rounder. Um, but so unpredictable like you think you've thrown safe and all of a sudden you're out because he caught it um, like he might not even be looking at you and he spins around and catches it like just so unpredictable so good to watch but yeah I think yeah all the players I've picked I'd like I couldn't even find a weakness in any of them like they're all such strong players all such good all-rounders so yeah that was my two dream teams I would love to play along with I also went with people that I haven't really had much of an opportunity to play alongside and um, so it's people that i would love to get more of an opportunity to play along with that's nice um it's funny you mentioned steve uh i remember watching him playing canic after the group stage it was on stage two and mm-hmm. it was like i know how good steve is but it felt like he reached another level that day mm-hmm. and um like I, I, I joked with a lot of people near me, like every time he threw the ball, it either pummeled the person he hit or hit the wall and the gym shook. Yeah. Probably did. <laughs> probably oh, it definitely did. did. <laughs> hey, you're talking about someone who lives in California who's used to earthquakes. I can tell you the gym shook. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. so. oh, always like whenever you got if you got out of the road, if you were lucky enough to manage to dodge it, it was them bang at me in the wall behind you that you were like you were very thankful you got out of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember thinking every time I heard the wall, just like a loud bang, like a shotgun blast. I'm like, oh, yeah, Steve missed, but that definitely hurt. <laughs> that definitely would have hurt. Yep, definitely. I remember just giving him a hard time about that <laughs> on the train back. It was just, it was definitely fun. But he, I want to say, though, um, he's definitely one of my favorite people I've met, not just mm-hmm. in dodgeball, but just in general. He's just a solid dude. He is, yeah. Lovely. Lovely, I'll give him that. And uh, next question for Elisa. Who's your favorite team to play against, club and internationally? So club level um, is probably playing against Kapai, the men's team. Just because our teams are very evenly matched. um, Kapai versus Bally Hackamore. So it's always a really close game. 
it could pretty much go either way at any stage and I think I really like that I'm really really nervous beforehand because obviously it's very important that you bring your a-game but I think I really like how it's like a really high standard of dodgeball and I really like playing at that level trying to trying to keep up to be honest with the guys <laughs> more so than anything um, and then favorite team international would be either playing England or Austria both because similar reasons to playing Kapoor they're both phenomenal teams and I love playing I love playing against people that are better like people who are like that absolute top of their game like I love getting a top opportunity to play against them even though you spend most of your time in the outbox but like I love getting that <laughs> to play against them because they're just they're just so great and it's just such a high standard dodgeball and I think as well since um getting involved in the GB setup I've got to know more of the England girls so I love playing against them on court because they're all such amazing players but like I think it's nice whenever you know the person across the court as well um, I think it's a lot more fun that way or something that you're yeah so I love playing against them two teams for international level as well nice um, yeah I'd have to agree uh, whenever you like know players from across the court it makes a it makes it match up that much uh, spicier especially Definitely. if there's like friendly banter across absolutely like, if you ask any of my teammates um, as far as like trash talking goes I trash yeah. talk them more than anyone else just because I know how fun it is. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, you're such an abusive captain. <laughs> no, I'm, like, nah, I'm trying to test you, fam. I'm trying to test you. Uh, trying, to up, trying to get them going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I want you to hit me in the face. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, um, Blaine Murphy, apart from your, from your teams, what are your favorite dodgeball tops? And who is your dream swap that you don't currently have? So, yeah, I definitely said, apart from my own team, because I absolutely love the white Northern Ireland kit, and I'm probably completely biased that it is my absolute favourite kit. Um, but my favourite dodgeball tops um, are probably the Austria top, the red one. I think it's lovely. It's a really, really, it's just a nice, clean, really good uh, top, I think. And I really like the Switzerland, um, the black top they have. I think it's really, really nice as well um my dream swap so I would really love to get to swap with someone from Australia um I think their navy I think it's their navy playing shirt is so so nice but honestly I think just having a shirt from Australia would be really cool <laughs> um, but I actually have two swaps already <laughs> lined up for the next tournament um so hopefully we'll see um I really like the England kit and I've sort of arranged with Sarah Town to hopefully swap with her whenever she whenever she retires she says not swapping before then so fingers crossed for them but hopefully it's not anytime soon and tomorrow actually that you had on your podcast uh we've arranged a swap for the next tournament so fingers <laughs> crossed got a few few wee kits added to the repertoire <laughs> nice um yeah at this point for me it'd be like just any any swaps to <laughs> Any swaps I can have like, at this point. Go to a tournament. Uh, <laughs> I'll I, not getting to swap if they just let me go to a tournament. <laughs> wait, what was that? I would sacrifice getting to swap shirts if they would just let me go to the tournament in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want to play dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> and final crowdsource question from Ashleen Duffy. How did you become interested in dodgeball? I think this is just her kind of throwing her name in the hat. She got you interested in it. 
yeah so I've kind of answered that uh before but ever since then we kind of joke around that she was a massive influence in me starting playing dodgeball because obviously she was chatting to me the whole of the Belfast Euros so she's definitely a big influential part of me starting dodgeball <laughs> she just had to like remind you like you better let them know it was me that got you in right um so before we wrap this up um i want to say you've been a solid guest you've been phenomenal uh, phenomenal very fun to have and uh, i'm gonna hit you with a gut puncher and i'm gonna ask you a question um that goes in line with theme of season five called the theme of legacy okay and this is a legacy question might be a tearjerker might pull at the heartstrings a little bit so prepare myself prepare yourself right (laughs) so shannon smith once you play your final game how would you like to be remembered i would like to be remembered as an honest player as someone who always tried their best on court uh, someone who encouraged others to do their best and yeah i guess that's how i would like to be remembered i don't know how many of them i'm hitting at the moment but hopefully that's how i'll be remembered hit them all hit as many as you can as many as i can oh yeah this this is this is your shot right here i want you to really if you had to write your name on a tombstone like this is your the end of your dodgeball career like this is oh this is so morbid (laughs) (laughs) i haven't got to play in years don't talk in a year don't talk about this morning i think honesty is very important to me and like i do always um like pride myself in trying to be as honest as possible um obviously like going out for your hits things like that and I do pride myself in trying to be as like most honest person really don't like people that cheat so like I try not like obviously I'm not like that myself um yeah I like I'm very passionate about trying to get girls into dodgeball because especially in Northern Ireland there's not that many ladies in dodgeball so I'd really love to try and encourage more ladies to take part and I guess, um, so I'm a captain for my ladies team. So I suppose as well, I'd want to be remembered as someone who's positive, someone who encourages and builds people up. Um, one thing I love about dodgeball is that, yes, you want to get better yourself, but you want, everybody wants everyone else to get better. So I think there's a massive community feel to that. And that um, in Northern Ireland, if someone sees something that maybe they'll be able to help you, everyone's happy to help each other. And I would really like to be remembered that I was one of them people that would do that too. So yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say I, I I don't know as far as like how many, like what the numbers look like for women that play out there in Northern Ireland compared to say Los Angeles where there's probably way more. Mm-hmm. But I would say that as soon as people hear your story, people hear Hannah's and people hear other women's I've had on the podcast, mm-hmm. I think it'll help not just grow where they're where they're based at. But it'll help grow overall. And I think you contributing to this podcast, taking time out of your day to share your story and overall share that message. People are going to gravitate towards that. You know, a lot of fathers are probably going to take your do- their daughters into more dodgeball tournaments. A lot of women are just going to probably be more carefree and try it. Whether it be probably some intimidation because it's probably male dominated where they are. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you'll definitely do that the more people hear 
the the more people hear your story, the more people hear Hannah and Amy and Tamara mm-hmm. and everyone else I've had on, um, the more they realize that there are more women like them and that mm-hmm. there are more people that are going to be accept- accepting of them, um, even if they have bumpy beginnings. Yeah. Uh, well, even if one more, if one woman started dodgeball from what I said, I would be absolutely buzzing. <laughs> so, yeah, that well, would be one. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this, there's going to be more than one after we're done with this, that, you know, this episode will air on Friday, um, Friday afternoon for you, Friday morning here in the States. I'm pretty sure there'll be way more than one once we pick up and you'll definitely be a contributing factor because of that. And I don't know if you guys still have this uh, campaign over there called This Girl Can. Yeah, um, in the UK, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know if if it's still around, but. I've interviewed plenty of women who can. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I can tell you that right now. And you are among the, those that I have, have interviewed. So you. your legacy will be empowering towards women, but positive towards dodgeball overall. And if unfortunately it is your final game, that's the impact you left with me, as I'm sure you left with everyone else. Oh, thank you. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to prepare myself. <laughs> Hey, hey, wait a minute. I try to prepare you every time I can. I, but I did tell you this would hit you in the gut. I did tell you. You warned me. I did warn you now. Wait a minute. You did, yes. Can't make me That's sound like a jerk for not preparing you. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's sarcasm. It's sarcasm. <laughs> but safe to assume, as you stated and as I stated, um, your legacy is cemented. But let's just let it not be your final game. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Yes. I don't want any final games anytime soon. Thanks. <laughs> I've messaged gotcha. COVID to even be thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before we wrap this up, are there any shout outs you'd like to give? Yeah, so I'll shout out to Ballyhackamore Dodgeball Club, obviously. Um, I don't think they'd ever forgive me if I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the clubs in Northern Ireland, they're all wonderful. And the Northern Ireland Knights team as well. Um, also, Jake Atkinson, whenever I said about doing the podcast, he was joking, sent me a message being like, you'll have to say who your favourite referee is. So I'll give him a wee shout out as my favourite referee. <laughs> Wait, what was his name? Jake Atkinson. Oh, he's, um, he's a referee? Yeah, so he would ref a good bit in England, but he came over to Queens for a year to do a Masters, um, and then he trained me as a referee as well. So um, I always we always joke about, and he oh lovely guy, really great player, and um, so yeah, I'll give him a wee shout out as well. <laughs> but he's my favorite referee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time I heard of a referee getting a shout out at the end of the episode. So I'd like to think we're we're breaking ground here. <laughs> all right um you know i might actually if you could send me his info i'd like to see if i can bring him on and see absolutely yeah if he's willing to share his story yeah i'll definitely i'll send his info your way all right and we will wrap this up in three two all right and that was my interview with shannon smith shannon thank you so much for hopping on and sharing your story and overall just being a joy to have on the podcast um I meant what I said. Uh, I think you'll be remembered for a lot more um, on and off the court. You have a positive vibe. And I want to say personally, it was an honor to immortalize your story. And 
help shape that you'll be remembered. <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought. So my next interview will be with Cameron Parkey, who's a local, when I say local, I mean stateside player who's, you know, to my experience has always been a fun person to be around. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.